Right, anyway, yeah, let's record in now. Let's get this emergency shit going. Okay, yeah, emergency episode. Even more made pressing more by major news. Right, yeah, so, um, I mean, fuck. Do you want to introduce? I haven't got that much energy at the moment. I'm sure I'll pick it up as we go along. Understandable. Neither have I, but that's just because I'm tired. You've got a better reason, right? <laughs> okay, so. So, um, yeah, we're doing. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> opposing the, the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. Well, we know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right, to right wing. Hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation. Hard left wing position. Hard left, the 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 hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 Maybe I should get a farm in southern France Where the winds are wispy and the villages dance And you and I, we'd sleep beneath the moon Moon and June and sleep till noon And maybe That's okay, welcome to a special uh, emergency episode of, of Real Politic Both responding to events in the last couple of days And also wildly and inadvisedly speculating on the big story That at time of recording is going to break like tomorrow evening Yeah yeah, yeah. So it's just exactly. me. It's just uh, myself and Jack today. So that's right. Without further ado, shall we start with what's happened this week to long-term friend of the show Rory Stewart? What about long-time friend of the show Ramus the dog? Isn't that what everyone's concerned concerned about? That is the, the biggest news. That's genuinely what, what what I'm concerned about. But unfortunately, the public recognises genius before his time um, yeah my uh, for listeners yeah my dog uh, was put to sleep today at the ripe old age of like 14 or something that's, yeah it's not a bad age is it is it yeah was it was it only quite recently wish it, it's, wish it's, it was uh, me instead <laughs> no no one wishes that wish it was neither of you but was it only recently his, his health had started to go uh yeah, he's yeah. been a bit um up and down. He's had a lot of seizures like yeah. in the last couple of years and yeah. yeah, it was obviously just kind of confused and distressed yeah. wondering about walking into things, but you know, I'll try and remember the good times. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. Seems like the dog's health tends to well they become much more prone to all sorts of shit once they get past about ten. Yeah, our old family dog was was like that. He was in great health apart from slightly dodgy joints, and then got basically everything go wrong from eleven to I think it was thirteen when he died. But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, before we get on to fucking Rory Stewart, I would like to um, uh, hang on. I'm not in not in podcast mode now. I realise. Um, I. Uh, fuck. 
I would like to actually break some news, something, uh, again, no, just wildly speculation, but wild, <laughs> I'd like to engage in wild conjecture and speculation that cannot be seen as any kind of concrete uh, allegation or whatever, but you'll have, you have, you just have to believe me, so, um, You're supposed yes. to wait to the ten minute mark there, just to make sure no one's actually listening that might use it against us. Well, I could always copy paste yeah. this bit ten minutes in, um. Yeah, so um, so there, there's been a lot of talk about a new Channel 4 Dispatches documentary yes. that's going to expose a prominent British comedian as being a very, a very bad sort. Yes, um, we're recording this almost exactly 24 hours before it airs. Exactly, and so everyone will know the full details will be out by then. Independently of that, there's another story that's coming out, supposedly, in the time, the Sunday Times tomorrow, Are I guess. Are you sure it's, it's not the same story, though? Well, this is what I, I am going to say, because... <laughs> I mean, uh, our, our the, source the, for anything else is Toby Young. Well, this is supposedly a major story, possibly a sex scandal or something, according to um, Toby, Toby Young. Toby Young. Um, uh, so, but, but, and... But what if these two stories are indeed the same story? Now, yeah, Toby Young speculated some kind of political scandal. I am going to share my screen with you now. And um, okay, hang on. You, it's working. It's yeah, I can see your screen. There's a big sort of grey rectangle in the middle of it. I presume. That's... So whilst we cannot legally name. The comedian who will be allegedly the focus of this documentary, this damning documentary about horrendous crimes, we have obtained and can play for you an audio copy of one of his stand-up routines. So, without further ado... Days ago, two days ago, we were in the northeast all day and then we had to get up to Glasgow for the hustings. And we got into the station at Newcastle. You can see already, it's gut-busting stuff. Those of us who are comedy (laughs) fans are are, are devastated by this news. We'd search for a hotel, Valentine's night, in Newcastle. I have to say, this is chilling in the light of what we will know in 24 hours' time. And we went across the road, this is absolutely true, into a hotel. I mean, you have to respect a bit And they found one room. But you and have the to try and separate the art from the artist. The other three members of the team went off to another hotel and they gave me my keys, you know, the little card you get. I do know that is good observational material. And it was a relief, because I wasn't sure we were going to get Very a good room. observational material, so I went despite up, all his many mm, crimes. Relieved. Yeah. Put it in the door. Yeah, that's what you do, door. isn't it? Yeah. You put yeah. Single bed. And you open the door. Mm. Someone in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always got I people. thought, well, I know it's Valentine's <laughs> night, but this... <laughs> This is probably going a bit far. So I troop back down. Some of the alleged incidents <laughs> take place on right a Valentine's room. night. And they, yes. they gave me the right key for another room, so I went up and had another go. Got in, actually a very nice room. Double bed, upgrade. I did in plain sight. Sat in there. About half an hour later, I heard this <laughs> thump on the floor. <laughs> Sorry, thought, catching myself laughing there. I shouldn't. There's no laughing so back. Open the door. And there was someone, I, I, I kid you not, lying face down, unconscious, on the floor outside my room. He's, kill, he's killing, yeah. he's a killer, he's, he's a murderer. And I thought, 
They've it's either had empty, or they've been listening to me practicing my husting speech. Ah, uh, because it's shit. Like, but like, it has this, been amazing. Um, and I want to thank up. the other candidates in this race because the candidates in the race and me, we've decided we're not going to take lumps out of each other. We're going to be positive. Yeah, and then he said, I'd like to thank my, my friend and uh, comrade and colleague, Jeremy Corbyn. He called him his brother, I believe. Anyway, yeah, we can't Corbyn legally... Corbyn must condemn, genuinely. We, yeah, we can't legally say the name of, of that um, uh, brilliant comedian, but, you know, it's it's an, you know another blow yeah. for the cutting edge... Um, uh, also, while we're here, we'd like to deny rumours that are circulating that the documentary Tomorrow concerns um, friend of the show, Farage's fucked face. That's, that is uh, sm- lies and smears from yeah. the same establishment panto his, critics who rubbish Gates' his portrayal of Judas. His reprehensible conduct is all out in the open and has been for a number of years. He believes in absolute transparency as much as we wish he didn't. Yeah, he wears, like, transparent clothes, even. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> the, the, the Iggy Pop of the left podcast insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, so um, that was my pre-prepared bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, edit this out if we're completely wrong about what it's going to be, but the talk... In fact, I can, I can get around any legal problems by citing where I've got this info from. Friend of the show, Alan Rusbridger, former editor of The <laughs> Guardian and scourge of hard drives everywhere. I bet there are a few journalists at The Guardian who, when, everyone, when they were like, come on then, let's all smash up their hard drives, they were like, oh, well, it's a shame to lose the collection, but I was going to have to do it anyway sometime. Oh, no, that's the one with all the internal emails on. Please don't do that, says Nick Cohen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, we can say that now. We, we can say um, that now. Well, we, we, we were can, saying we all say shit it all about the him time anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't that? We, he wasn't actually in the zoo because any discovery phase He's with a him bitch. would be funny. But yeah, Rusbridger was heavily hinting about the documentary everyone's speculating on the dispatches. Read one. the tweet; it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, hang on, let me if anybody's yeah. been wondering what. Russell Brand has been up to <laughs> yeah. recently. <laughs> like, the, the man, the, the, that's a, the nuance and subtlety that gets you to the top of the liberal press. Yeah. But yeah, he's heavily hinting it's Russell Brand. If it is Russell Brand, you obviously got to say that maybe Toby Young was right. Maybe he is a political figure. Because of course, uh, in, in, yeah. the, in the pre-Corbyn years, he endorsed Labour, he endorsed uh, Ed Miliband. Which yeah, is, the power behind the throne Obviously, something he has in common there with soft left website, The Social Review. <laughs> they also endorsed Ed Miliband. All right, long after he stopped being leader of the party, but that's just how they roll. Oh, you mean in 2019? Yeah, yeah. That list literally gets worse and worse by the week. Like, like the five MPs who live up to our exacting yeah. standards, plus literally anyone JLM want you to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They, you they cannot don't have be... to endorse Ruth Smith. She hates you guys as much as she hates us. <laughs> Hope not hate guys. Hope not hate. Yeah. So what, yeah. So fucking Rusbridge uh, seems to have been dropping some pretty heavy hints there, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've seen some of the stuff suggesting, as you say, it'll be about more than one comedian. That yeah. It's not just going to be a 90-minute thing on Russell Brand. Yeah, um, Rachel Reeves with her dirty jokes. She's in there as well. God, yeah. <laughs> the legendary dirty jokes that <laughs> yeah. she tells to lobby journalists, I, apparently. I heard she gave a performance once in the street at Edinburgh and Jerry Sadovitz walked out in disgust. <laughs> it's just too much too much Starmer got his knob out at one of his stand up shows but the audience had fucking fallen asleep by that point so he got away with it the thing is he talked for a couple of minutes first so everyone just sort of wandered off <laughs> fell asleep not yeah, it's anything. amazing how much we hate the most boring man in the world, isn't he? For a very incredibly boring man, he certainly inspires some strong emotions. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, I fucking hate boring people. <laughs> Let us talk now about the biggest scandal to rock British politics in decades. A blood-soaked, semen-drenched scandal of the highest proportions. Yes, Rory Stewart only reluctantly conceded after some pushing that Jeremy Corbyn is a bad and evil man. Shocking. Mm. Shocking stuff. We were all aghast. Yeah, it's one of those things that no individual aspect of it was very surprising, but the whole thing playing out was really quite illuminating. It's like an interesting experiment, isn't it? It's like, what if some right-wing cunt goes out and says something nice about Corbyn? It's just not re- it's not really been tested for a few years. Ever since, basically, he ran for leader and a few Tory MPs were like, I went with Corbyn on a delegation to Afghanistan. You may not agree with his politics, but he is a serious man and a principal. Mm-hmm. So the, the yeah, context for this, in case, in, anyone, in case anyone <laughs> missed it, was Roy Stewart was given an interview and he was basically kicking off about party leaders being too eager to kick people they disagree with out of the party. Um, yeah, he's at, he's been like whenever anyone has like yeah. criticised him for this, he's like it's my lived experience. Yes, yeah, I, I, I I myself he, as 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 a person of being kicked out of the parliamentary party, <laughs> you know. <laughs> even before he came right out and said that, you sort of knew that was the context because generally the Tories are very unwilling to sling people out of the party. And then Boris Johnson was like, yeah, I'm going to sling 20 of you out of the party overnight. He he was very trigger-happy about it to get what he felt he needed done done. So Stuart's talking in a wider sense about Starmer being quite authoritarian. Yeah. Certainly more so than any other modern Labour leader in terms of disciplining people, chucking them out, what have you. And he said he was... Talking about it for some bit before Corbyn came up, and he says, I think it's disgusting he was thrown out of the Labour Party. Wasn't really near enough to it. I mean, it's mad. Jeremy Corbyn, whatever you think of him, is a major figure who represents a very significant part of Labour history and heritage. He was the leader of the party. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was. Oh, for, sorry, sorry. It's, oh, fuck my heart. My fucking heart. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, carry on. <laughs> what you've done there is you've put a shoe on it instead of on your feet. You've tried to oh, sorry, that's not my heart, that's my foot. I sometimes <laughs> get parts of my body confused. At first, when challenged on it by the Jewish Chronicle, he said that I wasn't defending Corbyn. I was saying that the party needs to have broad coalitions with a range of people. He said, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's gone out with, oh, there was horrifying anti-Semitism in Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party. He's not oh, actually, right. he's not strictly blaming Corbyn there, so I presume that's why... Well, he says he has questions to answer, 
like mm-hmm. we do about Starmer. You said that. You said that in a later um, interview again. I think. Oh right. Well, was this the groveling article he wrote no. for Jewish News? No, 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 no. Was... That's when he really went for Corbyn. This was his initial sort of apology. Or clarification, okay. rather. He's basically said there was anti-Semitism in Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party. I had friends who witnessed it directly. They expressed to me how disgusting it was. I absolutely believe it. It was a very good reason why people turned against Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party. However, I'm concerned about the trend of MPs being expelled from political parties. Parties with serving MPs in Parliament should have broad coalitions. I feel very strongly about the issue of anti-Semitism. And he said he wasn't in any way defending the former Labour leader and said he would aim to speak to Claudia Mendoza. Right, yeah, that, that won't Jewish help anyone. Council, is it? Uh, the racist, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry, further comments <laughs> from the original one. Like, the, the Jewish Chronicle, are sh- like, they can't write for shit or, or choose not mm. to because they've then they gone back to his English original irony. interview. They've said... Um, <laughs> He said, I think the context for his original comments, which, again, Jewish Chronicle have chosen to add in, like, the 12th paragraph or something, said about Starmer, I think he is running a very controlling business with about three or four people trying to micromanage the Labour Party. I think he lacks confidence. Now, that's the the most objectively true part of anything he said in any of those statements. Yeah. And then he's... He he also said in his interview with Ash Sarkar that he had uh, met Corbyn and gone to Afghanistan with him on a parliamentary delegation, which I assume means that Corbyn inadvertently was used as the cover for an MI6 covert op. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I hope he didn't tell Seamus about that one. He He said he really liked Corbyn and described him as thoughtful and courteous. Again, all the stuff he said mm. in that interview, by the way, was facts. Yeah, and none of it, it is correct. like, I liked his politics and I would vote for him and he was a great leader or anything like that. It's just no. straightforward. I thought he was a nice guy and I think what I've done to him is disaster. I'm trying to find the various comments at the various stages and they've thrown up a fucking unheard article called The Centrist Dads Won't Save Britain. I'm just not going to click that. Life's too short. Fuck that. The, um, yeah, so the, the Jew- he, he then gave a, a follow-up interview to the Jewish News where he was like, no, Corbyn's a hell bastard and I hate him. I was just expressing a narrow point of view from my own experience. Well, well yeah, um, what was really funny was that he was like, well, Navarro, I don't even know if they've put out the full interview yet, but they put out this clip well in advance of the actual release of the interview. And then, like, within about a day of that, and all these people calling him anti-Semitic and yeah. shit, he was like, I'm taking a little break from Twitter. I will see, yeah. I'll see you soon. And then the next day, this article appeared on jewishnews.co.uk which is like Rory Stewart I was insensitive I didn't mean to minimise the horrifying Jew hate in Corbyn's yeah, labour yeah. I thought that again suddenly I, I thought there was a word for that but mm. apparently not suddenly he's using the specific phrase in that all the Nasher accounts and that like to try and push yeah 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 so just completely cut mm. shit you know it's mm-hmm. like I of course profoundly disagree with Corbyn's political philosophy He would have made a terrible Prime Minister. People were right to be angry about Corbyn's equivocations over the findings of the AHRC report into anti-Semitism in his party. Labour should not tolerate anti-Semitism, nor should any party. It's just like political robot fucking stuff, isn't it? Like, my point was not to exonerate Corbyn, but to oppose the principle of leaders barring fellow members from standing as candidates has happened here. In a first-past-the-post system like the UK or US, this operates, as I discovered personally, as de facto expulsion from Parliament. 
that there is no yes yeah, he's explaining his you know, fairly reasonable reasons that yeah. he like on constitutional grounds opposes Corbyn's expulsion from the party and then so yeah he, he goes into that and then at the end he like tops and tails the article with like Corbyn anti-semitism blah 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 so none of this is to excuse the horrifying anti-semitism that existed and was not addressed in Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party I heard about it directly from many friends who I trust Corbyn has a great deal to answer for. And this is, again, it. They, they can never fucking say no. what Corbyn actually did himself. Like, no. He just has a great deal to answer for. It was not addressed. Again, this is the thing of, like, he was just getting all this shit in the media and he was just, like, sitting there twiddling his thumbs, like, eh, don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but a reaction to that, the one where he's gone in pretty two-footed on Corbyn eventually to try and dig himself out of the hole, the reaction to that from, for example, Stephen Pollard, former editor of the Jewish Chronicle, now one of several co-owners of it. Mm. Stephen Pollard quote tweeted the Jewish News article with, Translation, oh shit, I've been found out. What the fuck <laughs> should I do? I'll, He's I been know, exposed I'll write as a, a piece, I'll write a <laughs> piece for a Jew paper, say all kinds of buzzwords, tell them anti-Semitism is wrong. That you know, they got it. the newspapers and the newspapers. He's <laughs> absolutely raging that they, yeah. he's given the interview to one of the other Jewish community papers and not his really. Oh, shit yeah, one. yeah, there like, you go. That, that's 100% it. Like, do you know how. Like, Even though they have like identical yeah, politics. This was from like two days ago. This, this, this tweet is from situation. two days ago. Yeah, well, getting back to like the Rory Stewart thing, I think this is the key part from his uh, Jewish <laughs> news article that we didn't get to. He says, I also feel very uncomfortable trying to maintain a constitutional point over an issue that was so deeply hurtful and offensive and disturbing to so many. You know, as arbiter of anti-Semitism, Louise Mensch said on Twitter, your defence of Corbyn can be seen by many as in itself anti-Semitic. Saying that Jeremy Corbyn should not have been expelled from the Labour Party is anti-Semitism. That's how far we've got. My That's sources it. say the death penalty for defending Jeremy Corbyn being considered for Rory Stewart. <laughs> I'm pro-life and take no pleasure in reporting this. <laughs> and so Stewart concludes, I realise Corbyn is not the constitutional hill. I would have wanted to choose to die on. So that's it, basically. It's just to make making any kind of point in defence of Corbyn or the Corbynite left just more trouble to make than it's worth. That's it, isn't it? It's like firing warning shots. So it's like, we fucking know that Rory Stewart's not a Corbynite. We know he doesn't mm. agree with Jeremy Corbyn's politics. Somebody like that should be able to come out and say, well, look, you know me, I'm a fucking one nation Tory but I think that Jeremy Corbyn for these like constitutional reasons should not have been kicked out of the Labour Party and I've met him and I think he's alright but you see the amount of shit mm. that he, he got for it well, it's I think like it nobody was, else yeah. is gonna fucking do that <laughs> I think it was Flying Rodent that was like he seems to be in his head in the clouds all the time he's probably completely baffled that he's made a not particularly contentious statement but it turns out that's like the one live rail in British politics where yeah. if you say anything along those lines everyone or enough people vocally enough will just be like you disgraceful bastard the sort of reaction you used to get if you were a backbencher caught being openly racist or something you know they've, they've stopped really caring when people do that now but the idea oh, is so beyond the pale you must resign you must flagellate yourself in public for several months now and it's literally just saying Corbyn's quite nice and I don't think he should have been expelled 
Well, that that is pretty key to the whole Labour anti-Semitism debate, isn't it? It's the making remember that, remember that Corbyn, any kind Corbyn's of Corbyn's quite nice and a, a nice and principled man. Was the press line for like six months from when he started bowling well in the leadership contest? Yeah, in like in the twenty seventeen election, like the only person who thought that like fucking he didn't make this clear at the time, but the only person who thought that literally Labour Party beyond the pale because of Corbyn and anti-Semitism. Turns out it was Stephen Bush all along. <laughs> later revealed that he couldn't vote for Labour in 2017 because of anti-Semitism, a whole year before the moral panic. There is a tweet from Stephen Bush in, like, 2015 where he says, like, I don't think Jeremy Corbyn is anti-Semitic. I think he just thinks anti-Semitism is, like, blowing your nose in public too loud or something. <laughs> like, so he's pretty zealous I mean, that. that would be quite but... anti-Semitic if it was true, to sort of downplay it that much. <laughs> so he basically wanted to say, I think Corbyn is a bit anti-Semitic, but I don't really want to get into it or stand that claim up. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck... Oh shit! How, how the fuck did we get there? Did we get onto like the the, the line? I was. What was I saying before the line on Corbyn? Well, we were just going through like all the different interviews. So we were we were talking about the eventual backing down, and then the sort of live rail bit. Oh fucking hell! Right, hang on. What? Where are we in the recording? About thirty nine minutes. I'm gonna go back and listen because I was saying something, and then. I'm not blaming you, but you interrupted <laughs> me. Oh, God, the tables are turned. No, it was before fucking Stephen Bush. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, all right, I remembered what my point was. But basically, it's pretty key to the whole Labour anti-Semitism debate that making any kind of defence of somebody is denialism in yes. itself or... Well, I can't remember there's some other there's some like made up word. I, uh, reduction is no not. Uh, yeah, there's some made up word about uh, that is like not actual racism or whatever. <laughs> that I saw uh, being being used. Uh, fucking yeah, I don't know. Just some kind of equivalent of deny, denier or apologist, mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah. Again, it is pure McCarthyite logic. It's totally just like guilty until proven innocent if you defend yourself you're mm. guiltier and if Rory Stewart is going to defend Corbyn then shit guess he's anti-semitic as well I heard that some people in sort of the British foreign policy establishment at least have always had it in for Rory Stewart for apparently he's like an old school Arabist in his foreign policy yeah. I don't know what that means but I <laughs> picture him as Lawrence Arabia Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> effectively it should be a different strain of English shithead to the dominant strain of to like reflexively distrust the Arab world and go into it with that sort of mentality whereas Stuart's maybe more of a sort of old school extremely posh aristocrat sort of paternalistic sort of thing like I love yeah. the Arabs. I love like the Arabs Lawrence so much. Arabia, we must, we must teach them our more civilized ways. Um, yeah. Obviously, they, they used Just to be like all Lawrence that all Arabia. over the world, and would still be now if we didn't, frankly, hate them. You know, in, in terms of the British establishment. Yeah. Which is not an improvement. Well, so I so yes, so I, so he's um, he's an Arabist. They also probably don't like too much that he's a bit of a sort of showboat and uh, 
that he's, yeah. he's got a very constantly high media profile. Constantly but, pulsating and gesticulating mouth. Just, I don't know. I can't say words. I don't mean gesticulating. This is all very disturbing in the context of the asked female researcher to do odd things bit on that old Tory memo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the memo. <laughs> Me and FFF talked about that. On what, what's interesting is a previous time I mentioned that on Twitter. I want to say maybe 18 months ago, but not super recently, but not a million years ago. I mentioned that and had a fuckload of centrists. I presume listeners of his podcast when I was just starting out or people that think he's one of the good Tories or something. A load of them streamed into their mentions and they were like, actually, his alleged victim has said there was nothing weird about it and it's fine and nothing happened and look, here's a link to it and so on. Mm. And they were all on message, so he's obviously put this message out somewhere and drawn attention to it. But I'm like, okay, right, so, you know, there's a power disparity there i'm not sure if i believe that or not but fine and then my uh, dad was telling me to listen to his podcast again the other day he he mentioned well no no sorry i brought up the fact that rory stewart had defended corbyn and my dad like didn't say anything i was like (laughs) just just (laughs) uh uh fuming i assume so he was like oh you should listen to it you should listen to the rest of his politics i was like i probably never will and he was like it's the most popular politics podcast in the uk and I said, yeah, but ours is the best. <laughs> Quite right. It's only because Rory Stewart's former employer holds us down that we're not the most popular. Ed Balls's podcast with George Osborne might be better than us. Who knows? The jury's out. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, anyway, 18 months ago I tweeted about this and got loads of these dickheads in my mentions. And then a week ago, or maybe even less than that, I tweeted referencing it and got literally no one complaining at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're gonna say a bunch of FBP accounts no. like yeah get him fucking anti-semite <laughs> maybe the third time I do it that'll be the reaction because that's the, the yeah, general way it's trending but there, there were extra much, funny, far fewer people writing to his defence what is extra was. funny is that his own co-host bitched him out on their show like Alistair Campbell like mm. ripped him a new one he was like Corbyn led Labour in the wrong direction blah 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 all this stuff and fucking Rory Stewart he was like you didn't throw MPs out of the party, did you, Alistair? He's like, no, I just fucking had them killed. <laughs> Can we just no, take a second be- here to highlight, obviously, when Alistair Campbell's involved, you know something's going to be grossly offensive, but Alistair Campbell oversaw the party's spin and marketing when they were putting out massively anti-Semitic posters about Michael Howard and about yeah, all of the decent Lattwick. politics. And it was a real um, decent principled time. Got absolutely no backlash for it whatsoever. Even years. You might disagree with him, but you have to respect his uh, feelings about uh, Jewish people. Here's the accepted ways you, should, you can be anti Semitic, and it turns out the yeah, accepted ways what... are putting it on a big 20 foot poster in every town centre. Yeah, that's what it was like back in the day, and then people had to bring in this like anti rich stuff. Which, if you think of it as a real prejudice, and that's when it became anti-Semitism, you know. This, like, anti-rich, pro-Palestinian stuff. Before that, it was just, like, you're ripping on Jews, it's fine. Now, uh, you add... Well, but once you add in these other elements, what is a perfectly harmless prejudice becomes this toxic volleyball of hate. It's a sporting metaphor. It is a sporting metaphor, but nobody watches volleyball. Yeah, what the fuck is volleyball? There's a big net and you, you volley a ball over it. There's like two teams and the only time anyone does watch it is because they have like beach volleyball in the Olympics and basically all the dads watch it. 
Cool. Well, that's enough sports talk. Uh, well, thank you. That's been Sports Watch on Real Politics. Like 80s cop. Join us next totally. week when we identify in incredibly basic and clueless terms what another sport is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week, cricket. <laughs> now, with a special guest, FFF, it's Sumo. No, special guest FFF, it's beep. We could not broadcast the details of that sport due to common decency. We got like three hours out of wrestling, so we got to balance it out by getting like five seconds out of all the other less legitimate sports. The fuck was that sound I just heard? It was like, pudding. Pudding. I think you're imagining things. No, I'm definitely not. That was real. You're not real. You're not. Re- <laughs> you remember that woman in the plane who went viral? She's just like, "You're not real," and then and someone just like digitally altered it to make her tits bigger for some reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, God, Americans are a diseased people. Yeah, yeah. in so many and various <laughs> Um, (laughs) the two genders psychotic and horny yeah (laughs) fucking so 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 like rory stewart got bitched out by alistair campbell on his own show although he actually defeated alistair campbell in the arena of free debate the battle of ideas because he got Alistair Campbell, he's like, Alistair, you ran a more decent party when you were in government. What's wrong when you were the fucking the real prime minister, <laughs> not that cunt Tony Blair? And Campbell's like, I guess I was the most powerful man in the world, yes. And I guess I am the most decent person ever to exist in politics. So, it's yes, like the, you're it's right, It's like Rory. the irresistible force and the immovable object, isn't it? The guy who yeah. famously has his enemies killed and the guy who was in MI6 and probably knows loads of people who can do Probably did that. it for him. Yeah. <laughs> he just went freelance. Like... at some point in his life for someone. But Alistair Campbell, he refused to do a podcast with Dominic Cummings. He wouldn't besmirch himself by associating himself I with I thought you Cummings. were going to say Dominic Sandbrook there. I'm like, oh, I'm over here. Fair enough, you know, even though... Yeah, no, that would be boring for a start. It's like, I'm not another fucking counterfactual history. But no, like, fucking... I'm not sure how many people died due to the Boris Johnson government's mistakes on COVID, but I don't think it was as many as in the Iraq war. So I think... Yeah, Yeah, but but, but more of them were British, so you could have had a multiplier. White lives matter. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Basically the unspoken slogan of British politics. Mm -hmm. So he bitched out Rory Stewart. uh, Sorry, yeah, Rory Stewart got bitched out by Alistair Campbell. And Campbell was like, there's no doubt about it that he was partly at least responsible for Brexit. Like, partly at least. (laughs) He may have been fully responsible for Brexit. We're still waiting on the figures to confirm. (laughs) But you just said that with such certainty. It's like, are you fucking mental? <laughs> like, really? Like, you're that sure? Like, he he was responsible. Okay, I mean, I, who can be fucking asked to rehash that fucking shit that we were arguing during the fucking Owen Smith campaign again? You know, after the 2017 election, when people started that shit up again, it's like, oh, fuck off. Like, we fucking... We already got through that. We established, like... You're all cunts. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I fucking run out of it. Again, like, what the point I was getting to was let's talk uh, like about something else. Like, <laughs> still, on, maybe still on the Rory Stewart, Alistair Campbell thing. 
I looked at some of the guests they had on this show. They've had like Tony Blair. <laughs> That's about it. Fergal Sharky, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we always got to shout out a rocker on this show. God's sake, man. A real rocker. For me, rock and roll is when you can taste the private ownership in that water. I feel like laundering Fergal Sharky's reputation was definitely the worst thing John Peel ever did. I like to fucking take a big swig of water and be like, ugh. Yes, I can feel the pollution for chemicals in this. It's fucking, yeah. Sometimes I just want to shit in the sea. Deal with it. Fucking <laughs> Tim Farron. Uh, yeah, sorry. I keep have I keep ha- losing my train of thought because I have, I'm having waves of grief for my that's, dog. That's so just, very just understandable. Cut me a break. Man, that's that, that sucks. Yeah. That's horrible. And yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we'll get we'll get things funny again, guys. Because I had a really good joke there, and then I just it just slipped from my fingers. It's like no. At night, I have dark dreams where I'm just falling down a big hole, and all my great jokes for the podcast are just like fluttering up on little pieces of paper, like like Starmer's a cunt. This might seem inappropriate for me to say now, but yeah. look at it this way. Ian Austin's never getting into heaven. <laughs> yes. Your poor God, family yeah, okay. friend is safe forever. I like I like that, you know, it's got all the um, all the ingredients I like. It's like anti labor lord, it's like it's really kinda of, yeah, it's cruel because it's like saying he's going to hell. It's got bestiality in it. Yeah, I'm top mark. That cheered, <laughs> that cheered me up a lot. <laughs> yes uh yeah so fucking yeah the rory stewart alistair campbell thing um yeah they uh um are are bad they are they're they're bad they're they're bad and and they're so big that literally they are so you know how there's this new podcast called pod save the uk The, the, the famous expression pod the famous expression, God bless the UK, okay? Yeah, so already plenty has been made of the fact that God save America is not a fucking expression. God bless America is an expression. And so these guys' name, Pod Save America, it's already a bad name. However, <coughs> once you change it to Pod Save the UK, it is fucking two steps removed from being a play on an actual fucking expression. It's outrageous. Look, if, you, uh, if you say pod to a British people, just as a word in itself, right? They're like, oh, if, that thing Michael Gove came out if, of, yeah. Or, or if they're a bit older than you, they think of pod, the fucking tomato on, like, the really shit school computers you used to have, where it was just a big tomato on a screen, like, really badly drawn, like, primitive graphics, and you'd type in, like, pod can smile, and the tomato would smile. And then, of course, we'd all type in, like, pod can fuck, and be like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, like, 
two generations of British people that think of that stupid fucking tomato whenever you say pod, you can't name a podcast. Well, there you go. Yet another reason why this is a disastrous name for a podcast. I saw someone on Twitter complaining that they were advertising the home office on that podcast, and I hope they do their own ads, like Come Town do, when they actually <laughs> them out. So well, it's like, like Nish um, Kumar, like, have yeah. you ever wanted to fucking pack people into a go-home van and trying to, like, do the ad in his comedy style, which I'm not really familiar enough of his stuff, but Mm. to be honest, like, I'm not that keen to get familiar with his hosting the UK equivalent of Pod Save America. I just remember, like, did you ever see Norm MacDonald doing his, like, really enthusiastic read, or sort of mock enthusiastic readings of them and some of the sponsors then dropped in for like they were just like no you're being too sarcastic you it's norm mcdonald yeah. like, he's yeah, not yeah, any other yeah, exactly. mode of delivery in his entire life fucking legend r.i.p r.i.p <laughs> but yeah someone was like excuse me like at nish humor what were pod save for uk doing advertising the home office and i'm like well, I assume they're doing what fucking Pod Save America, their parent podcast, does, which is being a fucking fundamentally cop enterprise all the way down. If any government fascist organisations want to advertise with us, we're, we're listening. You just have to pay us. Well, yeah, but we'll do. We'll come down it. We'll do like scathing jokes about them. We'll, we'll blow the whistle. Yeah. But you need to understand we'll the, kid, bring them the down kids like that. that. That's that's cool. That's fashionable. And you should actually yeah. pay us lots of money to take you down. Yeah, exactly. This is what the kids like. I've set our subscriber count on Patreon to private. So uh, trust me, the kids are all uh, <laughs> they're queuing up, but not queuing up too much that we don't need this new financial partnership, of course, advertisers. Kids, please queue up. We're starving out here. Uh, another preview of the kind of stuff you'll hear in tomorrow's documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, queue up outside my dressing room. <laughs> now, I'll always be grateful to Russell Brand for teaching me the meaning of the word tautology. When he uh, was briefly a substitute teacher at my school. Have I lost you, by the way, Garain? I'm... No, I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with this. Oh, he did this thing. It was like he got a load of death threats for some reason. I don't know. He like said, I think he like said Jesus was gay or some shit like that. And a load right. of Americans were like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like uh, this, this was like when he was still an actual comedian before he became right. like voice of a generation, power behind Ed Miliband's throne. In his stand up, he was like one guy told him to uh, drop dead and die. And he was like, I can't drop dead and die because that would be a tool autology and you know where you just you get you hear something at the right age and in the right context and you just remember it forever yeah and so it's like where english lessons occasionally failed to hammer the meaning of a word into my head tautology <laughs> it's just god that that thing about the americans like wanting to kill him for something sort of just innocuous and quite inoffensive <laughs> really do you remember when the guardian had one of their stupidest but well-meaning ideas ever you probably don't, you're probably fucking still in school or some shit. When Bush was president, W. Bush... I do, I do know about this, but carry yeah. on, yeah. And it was lead up to the Bush-Kerry election, so was that, that was our yeah. fault, wasn't it? They basically decided that they were going to... They didn't think the Americans understood how much of the international community, particularly Western liberal democracies in Europe, wanted centrist Democrats to win instead of Bush, the horrible right-wing warmonger. So they thought, well, let's get all our nice, educated Guardian readers 
to write letters to Americans explaining it. I don't know how they did. I think they just sent them out to like random Americans or something. <laughs> Imagine you fucking work some fifty hour shit job in a failing auto factory in Detroit or something, and you just have a shit life, and you only. I just wanna have, have my beer. Your only joy in life is, is having. <laughs> Three buds, which equals about half a normal beer, because they're so fucking weak and small little bottles. Yeah, thanks a lot, trans lobby. Sit in front of the sport, (laughs) and you go, post for you, darling. What's this? (laughs) And it's like, fucking... Hello, sir. I am from a civilised country of the United Kingdom. My name is James Ball. (laughs) (laughs) I've been following your elections from afar... And uh, yeah, it's very interesting. You know, a lot of theatre uh, involved in it. But we we don't like this Bush fellow. We, we're not sure he's the right person for the world. We all want peace. We we want, we want a, a peaceful <laughs> world where, peace. where children everywhere can be. Yeah, I, I got fucked it by picking James Ball as the example because <laughs> of he, course I I agree with many of his policies, but he's yeah. just a vulgar figure. Of course, I'd string I've a got, sentence yeah, together. If it was actually James Ball, he'd be like, "Of course, I'm extremely left-wing on most issues, but I reluctantly have to endorse George W. Bush." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I also have some suggestions to reinvigorate yeah. your local economy. Perhaps you could open a local branch of a little homegrown company from over here called Wonga." <laughs> But yeah, the actual people there, right, were all like, I think Kerry would be better on the world stage, better able to build friendships with us here in Britain, which of course is what every average American wants, is the fucking country that one of the only things they learn about in school is like, remember when we were absolute cunts to them two centuries ago, and it ended up completely backfiring. And they'd probably swung a few thousand extra votes for Bush. Just again, complete lib brain. So good. The, the other was one was like, when, when Charlie Brooker made some innocuous joke in one of his That columns. was what I was going to say. How and, did and the he two got actual things death intersect? Threats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like, he genuinely classic. got people wanting to kill him. Yeah. yeah, literally like the they took our jobs guys from yeah. South Park, you know. <laughs> just like, I'm going to get yeah. my gun. I'm going to come over to you. But come over to England. Again, at, at, at the time we were recording this, there's been gossip column shit about Charlie Brooker going out socially with his wife and his wife's politician sister and Rosie Duffield. So, actually, again, critical support for the psychotic, genocidal rednecks. <laughs> Charlie Brooker, I heard that you're associated yeah. with one of the UK's most notorious transphobic politicians. <laughs> I won't stand for that kind of bigotry, that kind of turning a blind eye out of prejudice against your fellow human beings, sir. I'm gonna shoot you with my gun. <laughs> like, 500 versions of fucking Shane Van Drally. Like, yeah, alright, fair enough on this occasion. <laughs> on you go. <laughs> the new single by Oliver Anthony. I'm gonna shoot you. I've just posted a tribute to my dog on Blue Sky, which I've been kind of neglecting recently. So I'm able to riff while posting a touching tribute. No, that's understandable. It's a great. I, it's just the same ones you put on Twitter, but it's a great selection of photos, by the way. It's, yeah, it's full range of characters. He's a very expressive dog, you can tell. Yeah, definitely. My sister sent me a selection of good ones. Yeah. Uh, for Marie's covered in uh, little flowers. <laughs> and, uh, just sitting cutely on the sofa. 
Yeah. My little guy. My little guy. Oh, the first one you put on Twitter as well. The yeah. One before, it kind of looks like he's mean mugging, which is extremely cool. Yeah, it's lovely. Lovely dog. Uh, um, so, come on, get us back on track then. To take us off the subject, I was like searching for one of my old tweets today, and I saw a tweet from late 2020 where Labour have done an ad about how they're going to protect Britain's streets or whatever, very early in the Starmer era, and they've not just used a big picture of a cop in this ad, the cop's got a massive fucking gun, and it's like, okay, <laughs> it's in retrospect extremely obvious where this shit was always going. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I fucking hate Starmer. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, kid. We don't need to say it every episode, but we should anyway. But like, we do, I want we to need say that it. message discipline, and I think it's important we do. Yeah. No, actually, speak for yourself. I'd say I do need to say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough, actually. <laughs> Personally, yeah. desperately fucking need to get as much of my vitriolic hatred for Starmer out as possible. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell. It's like, it's something dark in me that I need to expunge. And tweets don't do the fucking job for the most part. I fully understand, yeah. I'm sure he has that effect on a lot of people. Nobody talks about how many people podcasts have prevented from becoming terrorists. Not the listeners, <laughs> so I'm saying people yeah, are radicalised. Yeah, the podcasters it keeps themselves us occupied for several hours a week, and that's time we can't be planning anything. Well, yeah, when I've got to fucking systematically go through and edit out all the umming and ahhing in our episodes, I don't have time to learn how to fucking make a bomb. I don't have time so, to fucking search for the anarchist cookbook on Amazon. So when I am an art, and when I lose my train of thought and take it off in stupid tangents, and it's because you're just up, too deep into really the bomb making analogies. <laughs> I'm actually saving lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I'm keeping this man public service. from like 3D printing a gun or whatever the fuck he's like. <laughs> like yeah. fucking uh, existence for Cronenberg. I mean, a he, gun he, made of bones. These, <laughs> the bones of my enemy these sort of deranged sick plans you have to assume that's the only plausible real reason he invited fff to get involved with the pod in the first place anyway <laughs> someone yeah. like-minded who we can drive further and further I, uh, down, yeah. down a direction of total insanity i am saving lives i am the ultimate negotiator and moderator <laughs> what else has happened since we last got together not much. It was only on, like, Monday, wasn't it? Not much. Obviously, Twitter has been just obsessed with dangerous dogs. I don't think it's probably not a good time yeah, to I, talk I did, about like, that. I don't want to talk no. about fucking dogs. I think... Yeah, you don't want to talk dogs. about fucking dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and our next guest... I don't even need to make the joke. No. Everyone knows where I'm fucking going. We're at that well, Stuart Lee uh, stage now. We, we got just hint at a punchline and the dogs will lap it up. Latest news from trusted source stats for lefties. Yeah. Uh, Labour has dumped its pledge to raise sick pay and extend it to the self-employed. I'm sorry if stats for lefties is listening because I've been on the stats for lefties podcast. You know they're, they're um, you know a good person. Yep. If you are listening for reason what I said trusted source in that flat depressed voice is that my dad died because I to be fair I would say like. Trusted source, yeah. James Ball. You, you, you just said your dad died. I my think. dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, no, my dad, yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's a rough can, day guys, can you, I get mate. some sympathy, please? My dog and my dad have uh, both just died in the same fucking. 
<laughs> yeah, when my dad came into Which the room while we were recording earlier, like? I just fucking shot him <laughs> with, with my gun made of bones. <laughs> fucking. Uh, I'm glad you're dealing 40. with this tragedy well, Jack. Yeah, well, you, you gotta laugh, haven't you? You gotta fucking see, um, see the humour and. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sad again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Labour has dumped its pledge to anyway. Because yeah, so 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 I would say like a uh, trusted source, James Ball, and everyone would know from my scathing tone that I'm being ironic. But because that's just sort of I have that flat depressed tone because of I am depressed. It sounded like I was being sarcastic about stats for lefties, but I wasn't. Anyway, Labour has dumped its pledge. Has dumped. It's pledged to raise sick pay and extend it to the self-employed. Labour's National Policy Forum document does not mention increasing or even extending sick pay, despite Labour previously pledging to do both. A pledge, you say? (laughs) Anything anything that can be in any way defined as a pledge (laughs) from the Labour Party under Starmer, I think you can just fucking write off at this point. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost cartoonish at this point now if he makes a new one you don't expect it to last a week yeah exactly wait what are we talking about again I'm just disassociated pledges stammer pledges pledges yes pledges yeah 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 yeah. because it's like it's not like he's just dropping the ones he made in fucking 2020 is it it's like he'll he'll make them and then drop them he did that long ago yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, oh, it's not a U-turn. It's just another relaunch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in the fucking air quotes. Uh, what's going? Oh, what's that shit about? Some nonce. Uh, some <laughs> Labour Party. Uh, Again, I think we've fucking... already covered that several on several previous <laughs> items on this. No, nope, no. Nope, this is <laughs> this is a whole new story. So in Hackney North. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody has just resigned. Who was it? The fucking mayor or something has yeah, just resigned. Was that the guy who was his flatmate, or was? Yeah, but he's like seen to with him. Yeah, yeah. He was like hanging out with a paedophile. Partying with the paedophile. Partying it's with the paedophile. Undersell it. Here. They've sacked the people in the CLP who were trying to get to the bottom of this and see if they needed to do more. They just mm. flat out sacked them and replaced them with fucking Labour First type people. Yeah, of course. Like it's it's you know classic star yeah, match. Just I, like. Uh, a fucking big old purge. Yeah, on Twitter account, Mr. Considerate, I think, framed it as, he might be a nonce, but he's our nonce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, I was sceptical of this talk, but I looked into it and know it's entirely true. <laughs> and I think that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. Wasn't Raphael Bear being a cunt about something? Or did we talk about that last time? Because I know I made some jokes about how he... You know, I mean, he had I, a heart attack. And stuff. I, I don't know. Like, Raphael Bear's just always being a cunt, isn't it? If, like, if he's written anything, any tweets, any articles in that last week or so, then yeah, he's been a cunt. Yeah, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow the shoe will be on another foot and a huge centrist will be dying. I meant crying, not dying, because his bear died yeah, of a heart attack. Not very good. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to again make light out of a difficult situation <laughs> it's good, it's good. by laughing at the possible death of a <laughs> journalist. Really, we don't really do light material very well, do we? As a, as a podcast in general, it's sort of really brought no. into focus when we're both trying to do it now. Did you like my Raphael Bear short story? Yes. It was the three bears in the gingerbread house. Yeah, with yeah. their porridge. It was good. It was expert. It was the best inversion of a nursery rhyme since Andrew Dice Clay. 
Oh, we, we reference him loads on our podcast. He's like my go-to comparison <laughs> for FFF. Well, you know. I don't know many Japanese comedians. I'm sure some of them He's also an influence, I think, on many comedians that are going to be on television tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, actually, I think Japanese comedians are more like... I just cut my dick off on stage, ha 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 ha, you know, <laughs> like I, I just fired a cannon into my own head. Women hate this guy, but he's really successful. Sees how impressed everyone is, takes it one step further. I'm literally David Walliams. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Russell Brand is trending on Twitter, it seems, so I've, word seems to be getting out there about him. But you know, because of his fucking public persona, if he is the focus of the documentary, a load of people are just going to be like, Oh, they're just trying to stitch him up because he's speaking too much truth. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen a couple of people speculating already. Something similar had occurred to me that I wonder if the scale of Russell Brand's rightward turn in recent years, going from slight COVID skeptic to now all right light, maybe I'd say. I wonder if it's so that he probably knowing he was going to get me too at some point, whether it be in a week, a year, ten years. People have been expecting yeah, just preparing it the ground for a fan base um, who are all like, oh, yeah, oh, fucking the- women tried to say, but I fucking did bad things too. The Matrix are coming for Russell Brand. <laughs> the Matrix is here. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just going uh, that Andrew Sachs didn't live to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will avenge you, Andrew Sachs. Like, yeah. fucking... Rossi, Rossi, you're, you're fucking next. Well, he... he Don't John, Jonathan Ross is a supporting figure in Iowada Gate in terms of they're both yeah, given yeah. quotes to promote Graham Linehan's shit book. It is quite depressing that mm. we're at the stage again where they're kind of gradually welcoming Graham Linehan back into the fold, like in mainstream culture, like a little bit, a little bit. Jonathan Ross has been known to be a moderate turf at best for a number of years. He's an arsehole. I had to surprise people a bit. Well, yeah, that is really fucking surprising because he's at the same quite t- sort of well-liked figure. And he's quite an uncontroversial figure, Awade. Yes. His, some of his, his stuff is, like, his books on film are funny, and obviously he's been in some funny stuff. But think... he hasn't directed a film in ten years since the double. <laughs> and he mostly does the most innocuous kind of British yeah. light entertainment television. His is a frustrating career. Because he came in sort of quite overhyped, really, just because he was out of the footlights, and you've got to hype anyone that comes from that. did some good stuff, but he was kind of a bit one-note. You know he's going to play just a very awkward nerd character. Uh, yeah. And he was quite good at that. And then he moved into directing, and he was quite good at that. And you're like, all right, okay, maybe this yeah. guy's going to have a great career Then he just made two there. films. But then as soon as he started getting advertising offers, and he's just like, no, I want to do bank adverts instead. And then transitioned from that into hosting every like entertainment crap thing that Channel 4 put out. What talent he's got, he's not using. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, So it's just fucking depressing. But I mean, like, yeah. The whole trajectory of his career, man. Yeah. A lot of people go like, like ah, his, his brother-in-law's Lawrence Fox, you know, that should have been a warning sign, and why doesn't he stand up to him? But he had, they've fallen out at least once, because he's just been... Oh, like, yeah. Like, Lawrence Fox saying yeah, well, some, Lawrence like, Fox racism isn't just does... transphobic, is he? Lawrence Fox go on racist. TV and say, like, racism doesn't really exist for black people in Britain today. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, I, next time he saw him, was like, you're a cunt, you're not welcome here anymore. I think they made up afterwards, but they're sort of tied together by family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, you know, he's, he's sure. some signs of having a backbone and some principles and just not being an absurd right-wing cunt. It's not just that he's 
tacitly endorse the transphobe is that it's Graham Linehan. Yeah, the yeah, guy the who spends 19 gun. hours a day ranting and raving about how anyone that wears pink is an adult baby and stuff like that. You know, you can literally look at that Twitter feed any time of day, any day, and just look at what the last three or four tweets are and be like, this cunt's not normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't believe Richard Ayoade uses Twitter, does he? That may No, he he doesn't use it much. He doesn't use it much. It seems to be like one tweet a month (laughs) or something, usually to promote. Yeah. um, I imagine that changes one's perspective on Linehan a lot, one's use of Twitter. At the same time, it's clearly, has been obvious for a while, that... He's off his fucking... Linehan going bananas has been a topic of discussion in the comedy scene, shall we say. A lot of people not outwardly going like what's this cunt doing but making the odd little reference to it or just wincing when someone mentions him in an interview or something like that yeah 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 yeah. everyone's super Uh, cagey about it because they know he'll just go into some fucking tirade and they'll have they'll have like a bunch of turfs calling up their production company like hello can i get you defunded somehow but if they mention it at all even if they're diplomatic about it you know you're opening yourself up to at least a full year of Linehan screaming at you on Twitter and on his blog about how you're a handmaiden and shit. You know, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, coming, yeah. For, they're coming with Kathy Burke at the moment. Apparently uh, she... National treasure. She hates women because when Graham Linehan DM'd her demanding she stick up for James Dreyfus, who <laughs> you will know is a who man. Who the fuck is that? Uh, man, and Graham yeah. Linehan is also a man. Uh, Thanks another no, he, man. He was the co-star of Gimme Gimme Gimme, the, the slightly crap sitcom. And the only other thing he was famous for is playing the exact same character in the Thin Blue Line, the shit police sitcom with Rowan Atkinson. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And that, that's basically all he's done, really. All he's famous for. And he is like a mini glinner. You know, he maybe rants and raves for three or four hours a day, every day, and says some horrible things. Yeah. But then he probably still has some friends left and goes out and lives a life but he's pretty horrible horrible yeah. enough that the living he was eking out doing doctor who audio dramas they obviously decided this cunt's mental and they put out something he'd already recorded and just like didn't bill him on it even though he was like the second most important character in it and then just didn't use him again so he's like i've been cancelled i've lost my career speaking out for what i believe in they just don't want to work with you anymore because you're a cunt just bringing things full circle, uh, Stats for Lefties is saying that Labour's policy document confirms no free school meals under a Labour government, no reversal of the benefit cap, no new taxes on the rich, damn, no increase in benefits, the fiscal rules are ironclad, and um, zero hour contracts will not be banned, they will be allowed if workers welcome flexibility themselves which is effectively yeah. a reversal to the Miliband-era policy of we will ban exploitative zero-hour contracts. When, you know, I think, you know, exploitation is all in the eye of the beholder. It's to the so right. it allows these fucking cunts to wiggle out of the way they're exploiting their work. It's to the right of Owen Smith, because he would have guaranteed one hour, fixed one hour. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, their policy platform is significantly to the right of what Owen Smith offered, but we have to remember that he would have also scrapped all the policies that he campaigned on because he didn't agree with any of them either because he's a lying, dishonest cunt like Starmer is. <laughs> Fucking Starmer, man. Fucking 
arsehole. Fucking Rayner as well. Rayner was like, the government have not... not it's not an impression, it's just my general person I hate voice. Like, the government have not sent one fucking refugee to Rwanda or whatever. I'm like, oh, those bastards. Why haven't they sent them back yet? What do you think of uh, Starmer's big immigration policy relaunch yesterday? Or was it yesterday? Was it like a couple of days before that? No, I don't know. <laughs> Since we last recorded. All I saw about that was they landed in The Hague and were like, we just landed in The Hague. Don't, uh, don't get my hopes uh, up. Don't get yeah, my hopes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like Come on, man. <laughs> it's not right Fucking... that the dog has died and Stammer is still alive. No justice. Yeah, no that's justice. it. No justice, no peace. Uh, I guess my little man's at peace now, but I'm not so long as Stalmer's labour leader. He's Stalmer hatching out. plots for a terrible revenge with that fucking llama, and I can't remember the name of Geronimo. Geronimo! How could you forget Geronimo? Yeah. Well, I forgot it for about five seconds. I mean, Jesus, it's not. Tired. It's not as if Stalmer's done any bad shit for us to get pissed at him about since he's killed Geronimo, is it? I almost miss the innocent days when he was just going around thirsting for the slaughter of animals. Yeah, just fucking murking like cute fluffy animals, just capping them the fucking It's like watching the blood spill like ha 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 And people are like the grown ups back in charge. Yeah, so Starmer is uh, a bit of a cunt. So I I think there's maybe maybe something else talking about I think it would just keep us too long so I think yeah we should probably um, yeah, wrap um, it up um, and maybe I'll remember some of the things I wanted to say about Rory Stewart and we'll discuss it next time we'll see how yeah. it develops we, I'm sure he's going to do like a fucking trip to Israel to signal his, his non-anti-semitism now he's going to like move to Israel to prove that he's not anti-semitic he's going to like fucking buy a house in the middle of the occupied territories he's like I don't need to hire a guard I'm fully trained and craft my guard <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty tired and. Uh, so. Yeah, I want to go and smoke more weed. Oh, Alright, man. Well, uh, yeah, thank you. It's been a, um, a diverting couple of hours anyway. Yeah, at the very least, we've achieved that and it will get better. Yeah, so this will not be our next episode. This will probably be our, be our third next episode because there's one yeah. that I've edited almost all of apart from the patreon bonus shit which I'll, I'll probably put out tomorrow i just i fucking just top and tail it with a hard left intro which, and some other tune which one was that was that the one we did the other day yeah 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 that's the one and then yaya uh, was doing one that you and he had recorded yeah yeah, it's about an hour long, the finished version of the episode. I cut out the first half hour where we're just talking about rock bands. Uh, that's the Patreon stuff, but it's pretty good. I'm, I'm like weighing up whether I keep in like for five minutes or I'm just fiddling with my amp as like anti-comedy. <laughs> yeah, no. But at the same time, you can't really like make people pay for that by putting it out on Patreon. Narrator, we absolutely did make people pay for that by putting it out on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of um. Yeah, I, some might think it takes the piss, but I might. I could put a disclaimer, like, look, <laughs> this may not be. You just don't get taste. it. Look what they said about metal <laughs> machine music. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like my week beats your year. <laughs> yeah.
Okay, 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 yeah, let's wrap. Right, right yeah, now. I'll get you the MP3 Skype recording and my side over quite soon. All right? Peace. Yeah, send it over. And yeah, happy Jewish New Year to everyone, apart from Rory Stewart, fucking anti Semite. <laughs> Yeah, no place for that. No place for that in the modern game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, have you no decency, sir? Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Bye. Doing a modern. Doing a modern band. Ah oh, shit. Maybe I could go to Yucatan, where women are women and a man's a man. No one's confused, never loses place With their place in the human race And baby, I'm not cut out for city life The smell of exhaust, the smell of strife Maybe you don't want to be your wife It's not a life being a wife Doing a modern dance to this it's all downhill after the first kiss maybe I should move to Rotterdam maybe move to Amsterdam I should move to Ireland Italy Spain Afghanistan where there is no rain maybe I should just learn a modern dance the most shift in the modern dance you never touch you don't know who you're with this weakness this time of year This week, this month, this time of year Doing a modern dance You don't know who you're with, a modern dance I should move to Pakistan, go to Afghanistan and dance You don't know who you're with you don't know who you with. Dance, ooh, dance. And maybe you don't wanna, you don't wanna be a wife. It's not my life being a wife. Wife, you don't know who you with.